Welcome into the Hard Judge Podcast. My name is Phil. And I'm Stacy. And this is a podcast devoted to reviewing and breaking down horror movies, both new and old, good and downright fucking terrible. With me, somebody who loves horror movies and always has. And me, who married into it. But you are starting to love them and prefer them over your shitty drama movies. No. And we are still... relatively new podcast and with that being said if you enjoyed today's show please make sure to subscribe share it with your friends but the best way that you can actually help us is take two seconds drop a review putting five stars in apple spotify anchor wherever it is that you listen to this is truly the best way to help us grow and introduce new viewers to something the more uh ratings that a podcast has the more it suggests it to other people so that would truly help us out and we'd very much appreciate it very much uh we are on all the socials facebook twitter instagram all those little fake live things uh we are at the horror's edge and this is truly the best way to get in contact with us the direct messages are always open for discussions uh commenting on any of the posts that we make this this is what we do it for we love having the discussions let us know whether you agree with our podcast whether you agree with me whether you agree with stacy not uh, many people agree with me loved hated a review or have a completely differing opinion maybe something that we didn't think of let us know uh yeah. we love having that discussion and today we are doing a spoiler discussion for 2023's evil dead rise so we already did a spoiler free straight out of the theater reaction since then i had gone to the theater a second time and uh caught this movie again uh the day after actually because uh, I, I was very curious if this is going to be one of those films that moves up or down in the rankings for me um obviously coming out you're going to be off the high of seeing it and one way or another i don't care how much you say that you're going in there with an open head you're going to judge the movie especially if it's one they anticipated for a long time yes um i've done this before uh with it when the uh remake came out of that i came out of the theaters and said that's hands down uh the best stephen king thing that's ever been put out there and the more that i watch it the more that i'm just like okay it's insanely repetitive the beginning is very good and then the first scare is very good and then it's just like okay that scare worked so let's do it with every one of the kids yeah same exact pattern uh each of these kids needs to have a original interaction with pennywise we need to film it we need to put it in there and the more i watch that movie and it's still good i have no pro true problems with it but the repetition kills me doesn't feel as original as unique uh any of those things so that's an example i'm digressing completely but um i walked out pretty pleased with this movie uh you loved it uh so in case if you have not seen our spoiler free reaction let's uh let people know what we thought of it first coming out of the theaters and then maybe for you if that had changed over time uh, now that you had a little bit of time to think about it, let, let those gory details sink into your brain, or whether uh, through time it got worse. Um, and for me, it's a different experience because I saw it twice. Um, so what did you originally rate this movie? I think I gave it an eight, if I remember. It nine. was a nine? Okay. So I gave it a nine originally out of the theater, um, which 
surprised the hell out of me because, again, I don't like everything that was in this movie. Those are like my checklist things for like a horror movie. That's exactly what I would think it would be. So I I am going to retract it a little bit based on the fact that it did freak me out certain scenes that were real life and could happen. So I'm going to back it up to an eight. Okay. Because the next day I had some um, experiences with real life events that happened and it freaked me out that I didn't want to take the elevator. Hmm. To me, something like that, if it stuck with you that much, it, it would do nothing but bump the rating up. No. But you don't enjoy that uh, fear outside of the theater. No, it, it actually gave me like an actual like attack of feeling locked in the elevator when I had to take it multiple times that day. So I retract gotcha. it back to an eight. Yeah, it's funny. You came home that day and you're like, man, I, I was freaked out in the elevator and all that I did was, ha, that's funny. Yeah, you didn't be like, oh, that sucks, sir. Let me comfort her. No, I had no sympathy no. there. To me, that was just funny. No. Um, so I went and saw this film a second time, like I said. So I have a very different perspective than the first time that I went in. I originally gave this movie a seven. I was in between six and a seven. I would definitely bump it down to a six. I almost want to bump it down to a five. Really? But it's there's no real reason to do that other than I'm comparing it too much to Evil Dead 2013. And I know that I shouldn't do that. I told myself I'm not going to do that, but it's impossible. They advertised it very similar to 2013's. The font is almost the same thing as 2013's. It's telling you, hey, you love Evil Dead 2013, right? Well, we did it again. Here it is. And it's not. So I watched a bunch of online reviews since then, and it's not not like it's going to change my opinion one way or the other that's my way of talking to people about this movie in a sense uh i don't know too many people personally that watch these movies so i love hopping on youtube hopping on different podcasts and catching some reactions and one of the ones that i saw the guy was saying i don't get how people can say that they held back i don't get how people can say that it wasn't gory enough that's kind of how i felt I felt like they held back. I felt like it wasn't gory enough, which is crazy because this movie had the whole theater. Like, both times I saw it was full of people, and they were just going, oh, oh my God, that's disgusting. They came up with unique ways to, quote-unquote, to torture the victims, I think. Some of them have been, like, the tropes of, like, this is how it happens in every horror movie. Mm -hmm. um, but there was some unique ways that I've seen... Um, pain inflicted that i haven't seen um the, a downside for me also is i don't like to see like children get hurt in movies um and after speaking to some other people about this movie that did take it back for me because i projected like we have kids sort of around the same age so i didn't care for that but obviously i knew that was going to be happening once the the movie began um, it just gave me a really uneasy feeling the same way that I don't like to see dogs get hurt. I don't like to see children get killed. Yep. So that that's another downside of why I retracted 
some of the likeness of this movie is because after I sat on it, I was like, I don't really like that. Now, before we get too much further, I am going to remind you, this is going to be spoilers. I'm not going to do a spoiler-free section and then jump into spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie yet, it's in movie theaters. It's doing very, very well for a horror movie. Uh, go check it out. Give them their your money. They deserve it. Um, and then, shit, I'm going to be buying it probably when it comes out on uh, Blu-ray anyway. Uh, <laughs> so they'll get more of my money. Um, definitely go see this. This does contain spoilers. You don't want this movie spoiled before you see it. Yeah. Um, now, in reference to kids, it's very taboo in horror movies to injure kids. It doesn't happen often. There are movies that it does, and that's why it's so shocking. Yes. But a lot of movies completely hold back because they know people, very similar to what you just said, are going to say, I'm not going to watch this movie then because they're hurting kids. I am the complete opposite. When it comes to a situation like this, uh, it's not like a deadite's going to say, oh, you're a kid. Sorry, I can't fuck with you. Yeah. So either choose to not have a family in the movie at all or fuck them kids up. And- they, they, they chose to fuck those kids they up. Did. But with the kids, it was so tame. So, like, uh, the daughter, what is her name? Let me pull it up right now. I thought that was Danielle or Danny. Uh, so, Danny, the only thing that really happened to her, other than getting scratched up a little bit, was she got a tattoo gun, which gave her like a one inch scratch on her face. That converted her into a deadite uh when she was a deadite so when she was already dead uh she swallowed glass and you could see the glass coming down the throat well, a little the bit the reason she swallowed the glass is because she was having maggots in her stomach well yes and she was also doing it to mock um beth who was pregnant Mm-hmm. And she was like, I want to get rid of the things in my tummy. Don't you want to get rid of things? So she was doing it to mock. So really the only two things that happened to this person throughout the entirety of this movie until the very, very end is she got a small scratch on her face and she swallowed some glass. It was the other boys. And I, I was like, that's nothing. And then let's go to the boy. Let's go to Caleb. Caleb... uh got stabbed that was it <laughs> i mean they didn't necessarily torture the kids but i just and, don't and i'm not saying that you yeah. need to torture them but let's go further uh the cheese grater the one thing everybody wants to talk about with this movie is the cheese grater oh my god you'll never look at it the same way you know what every single time that i've ever looked at a cheese grater that's what i think of even before this movie came yeah. out because it, it don't it's even so tell easy. me that you didn't. It's when you're so sitting there and you're going through it, you're thinking, I oh, can't keep my fingers next to it because it might catch my fingers and peel the skin off. But what yeah. they show on screen is so minimal. Like it shows it hit the leg, drag down. You see a little, little bit, and then that's it. Uh, but I think now, the way that the movie portrayed it, obviously your mind picks up on that and it fills in the gaps. Sure. Of, and that's... That's what I don't like is when you had the cheese grater and like, yes, you always think of, oh, my God, I'm going to cut my finger. I'm going to cut it off. Same thing when you're cutting vegetables or whatever. I was cutting carrots today and I was like, oh, my God, please don't cut off the tip of my finger. But your mind is playing that game of. 
the what if, the what if, the what if. That's what sits uneasy with me is because you see it and then you imagine it after the fact. So it, it, it takes it out of the theater for me. And that's what I don't like about it because it is very realistic. And I get I'm that. not going to go swallowing glasses like that. That doesn't do it for me. Yes, it was disgusting. But the cheese grater scene for me was a little much. And I get that. And I get a lot of people's idea of horror is not what you see, but what you think. Uh, however, let's compare this to 2013's Evil Dead, the nail gun that they had. Yes. And they were just going to fucking town with that nail gun with it like definitely four was inch more... nails and they were driving in they were the, the deadite was driving in them into themselves and they tried doing something like that during the opening where the deadite got the drone and slashed it into her face and then jumped in the water well she slashed herself in the face and you didn't see anything she turned her head and then jumped in the water yeah <laughs> and you didn't see anything of it but before uh, that she ripped the fucking head off of the girl yeah and that uh, she didn't rip it off. Oh, the scalp. The scalp. Yeah, she ripped the head off the guy. Uh, no, the girl. She ripped the head off of the guy. She ripped the scalp off oh, of the girl. Yes. Um, but even that, the, the head was stupid. He was underwater, and they threw a prosthetic head up there. Yeah. The scalp was okay, but I've seen scalpings in a hundred different <laughs> movies, like in <laughs> Glorious Bastards. They gross. did it like thirty fucking times. Uh, um, yeah. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it didn't push the boundaries. When you think of 2013's Evil Dead, what's the one scene that sticks in your head and won't go out? And Evil Dead, what? 2013, remake. I kind of have to think about it. Because for me, there is one scene completely vivid, and it's the razor blade. So uh, Mia is in the basement, and the the other girl goes down there. With the tongue, yep. And... She takes a razor blade and in the camera's face, yes. slowly yes, cuts yes, her yes, tongue yes. in half. And I was like, oh my fucking God, yes. that is insane. And the detail, the practical effects that they were using were unreal. The noises that I was making was unreal. And then you go to 2023's Evil Dead Rise. It's just not the same. I'm not saying it's not good. Uh, the practical effects in this are done very well. The de- decayingness of the deadites was kind of weak, but at the same time, it didn't distract me. And it sounds like I'm bitching about this movie, and really, I'm not. This is an above-average movie for me. However, I hate it when everybody's like, how can you say that the the, the gore was turned down? Well, because it was. I'm not comparing this to a typical movie. I'm comparing this to the movie that it's claiming it's bigger, better, bolder than, which is 2013's Evil Dead. And it's definitely not. It is toned down compared to 2013's. It may be more spread out. And then they maybe you're trying to count the uh, final kill of the uh, main baddie in there. So but let that, me ask that was you. Stupid. Let me ask you this. So. 2013 is pretty story based. Like they find the book, they get possessed, they they get the five kills or whatever it is to to wake up the dead. Mm-hmm. What is the story of this new movie? There really isn't one. My point exactly. So there was a plot, there was a story, it followed 
the 2020 uh 2013 sorry that was story based and you could tell from beginning to the end i remember sitting in the theater and the beginning of the movie started you had um like the girlfriend the boyfriend and then the cousin and then all of a sudden you have like a completely different movie and it does the whole thing and i kept saying how does that work with the beginning and it wasn't until the very end that it all kind of came back around. That to me was so confusing because it did not make sense of how the story would come to to that family. Yeah, but it, the whole time that you're watching that movie, you're not trying to connect the dots. That's not the point of it. Uh, the point is it will come back to that in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so th that has nothing to do with the film. Uh, now... Could it have more to do with it? Would that have been cooler? Sure. Uh, but it is what it is. To me, that's one of the coolest, probably is the coolest title card that I've ever seen out of any movie. Yeah. Where the uh, Deadite uh, Teresa is rising from the water and then it has the epic score playing and then the Evil Dead Rise yes. is coming up behind her. I I don't think that I've ever seen anything as cool as that. That no, was really neat. That was fucking awesome. The opener, it was really short. I wanted more of that. Build it out a little bit slower. Make that a 15-minute thing. Look at, um, what movie am I thinking of here? There's the Friday the 13th remake. I'm not sure if you've seen that yet or not, but the intro for that's like 20 freaking minutes before the title card even happens. Yeah, I don't and know if I'm familiar with that one. It does kind of come back into that. It's not really a crucial thing, but it definitely comes back into that. That's what I wanted this opener to be when I started to see what it was. Or make it like 2013's opener to where they're burning the uh, Deadite in the basement of this cabin. And then it kind of comes back to it to where that's uh, the place. The connection that they put in this, it was so forced, didn't do anything for the story whatsoever other than give us the coolest title card that we've ever seen. And maybe somebody in the studio was saying, hey, there has to be a cabin in the woods. Has yeah. to be there. It just, the ending where they came back around to kind of fill up that story, it left me with questions because like, I asked her, I said, how did that person not know that that was going on? Oh, she's on a different floor. I don't care what apartment building you're in. You would know something's happening on the bottom of the floor. No, you wouldn't. You would not? No, they're on the 14th floor in the film. She's on the fifth floor. You oh. are not hearing through, uh, what is I didn't that, think nine, was, nine floors I didn't realize insulation. it was that far off. I thought when I looked at the elevator, it was like a floor down. No. Like no, she, she was, was on, on the, the 14th. Fifth floor. And she got to the 13th. I thought that's what it, I no, saw. No, no, no. She was way down there. And the only connection that they really had was uh, she saw the aftermath of everything that happened. And okay. Then, that definitely sums it up for me. Yeah. And, and you're focusing too much on that connection, I think. that There's still this 90-minute movie. That was three minutes of it. I know. So let's push that aside. <laughs> you gave this a very good rating. Start yeah. start fighting it and telling okay. it that okay. shit. Okay, <laughs> well, I can tell you the elevator um, scene will not make me go in an elevator and not think of being strung up by the cords or 
the wiring or whatever. And that was a cool uh, way to bring it towards the 2013 slash original Evil Dead nod. Uh, obviously, the way that they do it in the woods is better, but it's yes. always going to be better than electrical cords. Uh, and I did but like that they tied it. that in. And also, you have the scene that very much reminds you of The Shining. Mm-hmm. So that's a nod to them. And I think Which I hated. I loved. <laughs> I loved it because I've only seen The Shining one time. You've forced yep. me to watch it. And surprisingly, I don't. Um, I don't know. I didn't know why it was such a like thing. Like I had seen the memes, obviously. Um, yeah. People love that scene in the movie The Shining, and I am the, the one of the biggest Stephen King nuts that you're gonna find out there. It's stupid to me. Like, oh my god, there's blood in the elevator, and then it opens. So what? That's dumb. It, it's like that they, they needed to say we went through this many gallons of blood in making yeah, this movie. That that is what and I that's thought. That's what it felt like. But I liked the way that they did it. I thought that they did it really well. That it was cinematically done in a viewer's point of view. That, it was shot beautifully. Yeah, everything about this movie was. Uh, they did a great job with cinematography, shooting, the score, all that was very very good. The practical effects, with the exception of the Deadites' makeup, was very good. Had no problems with any of it. Even the, uh, like, when you get to the heavy gore, they did it very good. The acting in this, for the most part, was very good. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the main actress. Um, I don't know what her name was. Which, which one? Beth or Ellie? Um Ellie, is she the one that was the mother? Ellie's the mother. I really enjoyed her acting. Um, just like the the way she walked, and obviously some of it is um like after effects that they, they yeah. put in or whatever, but I just thought her characteristics that she brought to the character, super creepy vibes, and the way that she <laughs> Mom. Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> Yeah, when she switched from like their original mother to dead mother and then back, I thought she did it really well. She played it off to the little girl, um, Cassie. Cassie, really well that she forced her to open the door. Mommy is singing the song for you. Mommy loves you. Like, come back to be with mommy. And she convinced her to open the door and didn't end well. Yeah. Um, so. There are two different Ellie's that we get in this movie. There's Ellie at the beginning of the movie, Mom Ellie, and then there is Dead-Eyed Ellie. She fucking kills it the second that she gets possessed. Yes. You hear in every single trailer and every single thing that somebody wants to say, that clip that I just played, Mommy's with the maggots now, because it's fucking awesome. Yes. That line is perfect for a movie like this like there's no better way to give your kids a slap in the face than to be like your mom is dead yeah maggots are eating her corpse right now and dude (laughs) it's dark ellie prior to uh being possessed very generic like not necessarily a broken home. She's doing the best that she can. It's a single mom with three kids uh, with very laxed rules. Yeah, I was going to say, she's like the cool mom. She like, you know, dad left. And so she's like, 
oh, you guys want to have ice cream for dinner? Cool. Like she's yep. just very laid back. But when she made the switch, yeah, it it was like a full 360 in the right direction. Yeah, there, there was nothing special about her character until they told her, all right, have fun. You're you're dead and you're trying to kill everybody. With the on the other hand, Beth, uh Lily Sullivan, she kills it. She is awesome as the cool aunt in this movie. Uh everything about her character from when she's trying to be a badass, she's badass. When she's trying to be a caring uh family figure, she's perfect at it. When she's trying to act scared, holy shit, does she look scared. Like everything yeah. about her character perfectly acted um the person who did bridget didn't care for the teen daughter i think bridget was the teen daughter the danny character no i think there's two people here yeah bridget is the girl i'm not sure who danny is uh that's listed on here maybe it was one of the people that was in the hallway or something i'm not sure but, You're talking uh, about the the girl with like the brownish hair. Yeah, the short yeah. hair. Uh, Bridget, I didn't like her character at all. Really, nothing about it. Uh, she was okay before she came possessed. I, I thought she was annoying as shit when she was possessed. There was nothing scary about it when they walked in and she was on the cabinet eating glass. No, the scene that I did like with stupid. her though is when she was. They wrapped her up in the blanket and tied her to the bed. And then she came out of the hallway and she was like stalking them. Yeah. It reminded me Super of. Super creepy. Is it, is it one of the Halloween movies where Michael was like under yeah. a blanket? Yeah. Uh, I got the sense of Him like. Bob. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Yes. And the ghost costume. Yeah. Um, and I knew I, I couldn't pinpoint it. But yes, it, it reminded me of a throwback to another horror, which I like. I like when they throw those little Easter Much eggs in. Much scarier in this one obviously much scary in this one but i don't have a lot of references so the fact that i could connect those by myself other than actually knowing the name i was pretty proud of myself that i could connect that and it was creepy i kept yeah, thinking, that, oh that my God. one uh legitimately creeped me out uh nothing that ellie did creep me out really at all bridget the second that i saw after they killed her, they wrapped her up in the thing and they tied her up. I'm like, that's going to be creepy as fuck when she gets back up because you know what's going to happen. Yep. That is going to be creepy as shit. Uh, one thing that I loved is when Caleb found the book and the records and then he started playing the records. Love that. Every single Evil Dead movie, that's going to knock me on my feet when you start playing the, uh, the actual recordings. recordings. Yeah. I, I love them. It's awesome. And they gave a pretty cool little backstory behind it. This time it was a uh, priest who found the books, and it was the Book of the Dead, and the church wouldn't let him decipher the readings, and he thought that this would be great for the community and the church and everything to learn about it. And then he realized that he really messed up. Nothing they could do will save this. All that he can do is run, and then he always get the hey, you should probably stop playing this moment, and nobody ever stops playing it. They get more into it, like fucking Eric in 2013. (laughs) Uh, Every warning in the world, and then he still reads the incantation. Uh, But Caleb's like, I probably shouldn't be playing this, and he actually tries to stop it. Yeah, but it doesn't stop. It won't let you, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I enjoy seeing somebody use a little bit of smarts. Granted, it was stupid to get as far as he got, 
but to have enough smarts to try and stop it was nice. I liked um, that it was um, like a new take on it. Like it's not just like a tape recorder or um, like a video or something like that. Like it, it's a vinyl record that you have to kind of like slowly move through yeah. the um, the recording. I thought it was great. I thought they did a really um, great job of bringing that into the 21st century. Somewhat convenient though that somebody was trying to be a DJ found records. Yeah. Found some vinyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the fact that it opened up right like when the earthquake or whatever, when the evil started, it opened up right at the right spot in the parking garage that you could just sneak down there real carefully and grab all the stuff you needed. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Um, let's see. What else is there to talk about in here? Uh, the wood chipper. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the ending. What did you think of the uh the final baddie when uh Ellie, Bridget, and Caleb kind of merged together into one? <laughs> it was very thing. confusing because obviously that's what the the story was telling them in the book. If I'm remembering correctly, it that was like the the big um, yeah, it did say that. It was weird. I didn't really understand why they kind of morphed into one person. It, I guess it makes sense in the fact that it foreshadowed it kind of like it did in the yep, other this is this movie's version of the abomination. This is um, their way of foreshadowing that the people that were killed and taken over possessed would become one person, just like um, in 2013 when the water started to burn the person and then. Um, she cut her face like the Joker. Well, well, don't look at it like that because they foreshadow everything. Uh, so you saw the cheese grater at the beginning. You saw uh, the tattoo gun. Like it, you can tell what is going to be a weapon in these movies, which is slightly annoying, but at the same time, who cares? It's still cool to be like, oh shit, I can't wait to see them use that. This is more of a, they're flipping through the pages and you briefly see it. So mm -hmm. it's not really a foreshadowing, but it is telling you, the book is telling you this is going to happen. So to answer your question, I enjoyed the fact that they had to team up in order to really give, what was the, Beth? In the in the movie, that's her name. Mm -hmm. Beth, the choice to kill her own family that she had s abandoned when they needed them the most. Like, um, her sister had called her and said, "Hey, my my husband or whoever, my my baby daddy, left us, and and I need you." And she just abandoned them for months, and then all of a sudden she shows up, and you know she wants to tell her sister that she's pregnant, but then all this happens it really gave that conflict of like, what is going to be the resolution? Is she going to try to save them to kind of not be so guilty about what she had done previously? And the fact that it came down to the fact that she's like, I have to protect the one person that is still here with me. I, I liked that. I liked that you had this big conflict at the end of the movie. And it felt like it needed a conflict to what, uh the creature felt a little bit cheesy to me. Uh, whereas the abomination was straight up like the ultimate baddie coming up from hell to fuck you up. This was like the spider from it, it <laughs> where you're just like, 
that's what we're doing, man. I've like, never we're seen. We're merging three people into one, and now it's a six-armed spider thing coming after yeah, me. Yeah, so like, I've never <sighs> seen that human centipede movie, but I would assume, obviously, it was ass to face from what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this, but that that's the image that I got when I saw that was like, how are they all one person with like all these arms? But yes, that is a better analogy of the it spider versus ass to face. Yeah, much, <laughs> much different. This would have been a very different movie if some human centipede stuff happened. But um, please don't make me watch it, that. It, uh, well, I haven't seen them either. That's just a little bit too. Bleh. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it will end up coming up. People will request it. Um, but if it, it, it felt like think? they were, like I was saying, it, it felt too much. It felt like they were just, hey, let's come up with an ultimate bad guy instead of just saying what could be a really cool end to this movie. And it was something that didn't need to be there. I thought it would have been cooler if you had Ellie, Bridget, and Caleb just kind of like, hopping in a triangle forcing them in and then they had to take them out one at a time uh and i thought that would have been a much cooler ending than it also would have been a good ending to have the sisters battle it out yeah yep i i agree um like they take the two kids out first or cassie takes them out while uh ellie and uh beth were fighting it out and i thought that would have been much much cooler than what we ended up getting but i get it cassie is too young to actually fight and just had to hide so she obviously beth is not going to take three deadites on by herself Mm -hmm. uh so i understand why they were going that route but for me that end creature just felt goofy (laughs) uh to say the least i mean it was cool to see them in the wood chipper and they were being super brutal with it about the wood chipper like you could see the three of them separating and they were separating very violently and yes you could see the skin kind of peeling back i'm I'm glad that they didn't just focus on the other end of the wood chipper like movies typically do that they were going crazy with it um but the end result of like them actually getting like wood chipped and then like blown to pieces in her face was like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bloody. Uh, but th- what comes out of the wood chipper is not what intrigues me. It's seeing it in the wood chipper that intrigues me. There's so many movies where like, okay, in the wood chipper and up oh, blood comes out. Who cares? It's just a bucket of blood that you're throwing. I, I get it that it something happened to make that happen. Yeah. But I want to see it happen in a movie like this. I think they Um, did it really well, though, because it wasn't just like raining blood like they had in other parts of this movie. It was it legit looked like you had thrown bodies in the wood chipper. There was parts. Yeah, obviously, they're not real. But the graphic of it, of seeing the chunks and it's like a little bit of bone, a little bit of blood, a little bit of skin, a little bit of hair, like. It looked realistic to the fact that it was, like, disgusting to watch. Oh, for sure. Uh, And the final thing that I'm going to say that kind of irritated me a little bit. So this is a very much uh, contained movie. So despite, instead of just being one cabin inside of the woods, we're now in a high rise. And you'd think that there's a lot of people there. But they made a pretty good story about to why 
there was only a couple people. The building yeah. was condemned. It was getting knocked down within a month. The only people that were left are really people who can't afford to leave until they're forced out of there. Yeah. Uh, so it made sense. So you have uh, three essentially different apartments in the area that had people in there, and the rest of them were empty, abandoned. Yeah, Mr. Fonda, Gabriel, and there were the two brothers who were watching the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. <laughs> Even the shitty ones. There aren't shitty ones. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up. That was really the only joke in the movie, and it had me dying, because there are some shitty ones. You haven't seen them yet. Uh, you think I thought these, we watched them all. I don't think that you've seen all of them. I thought we watched them. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm not sure, but there are some bad ones. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty funny. But it's a very small group of people inside of this building is what I'm getting at. So the body count's obviously going to be low, very similar to all the other evil deaths. So when you have these other people, that's five other people that you can kill and make it super brutal. Instead, you get like this uh, Mr. Fonda with his shotgun. He shoots at... Uh, Ellie, and then she gets blown back, but then you just see her drag him away, and that's all that you see. Uh, Gabriel, you see her bite his eye, and then he dies. That was disgusting. And then she spits it into the other dude's mouth, and that's how he like. They did all this through the peephole, which was a cool shot. I did like that shot. Man, they should have gone so much crazier on these people. What is the rating of this? It's R. Okay. Did you think that it would not be R? No, no, no. I, I, I'm not sure. The... <laughs> Did you think this had a chance to be PG-13? No, 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 no. I wasn't or sure. Or NC-17. Yes, that's what I was going with. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if that was um, above the R rating or below it is what I was trying to figure yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's definitely <laughs> above. Okay. Uh, so R the, is the NCR. allowed to be in as long as you have a parent or a guardian with you. Okay. NC-17 means you cannot go to see this movie unless if you're over 17. It does not matter if your parents are there with you okay. or not. That uh, makes more that's sense. That's what Terrifier 2 was. Um, so this is an R rating. This is an R this rating. This really is an R rating. It's not. I thought it had a lot of gore to just be R. They're a lot more lenient with it. Uh, like movies back in the mid 80s were getting fucking hammered by the MPAA. Uh, the Friday the 13th are notorious for making a movie and them saying, no, you can't have any of that. And then completely tone it down. They're being much more lenient on this stuff now, especially when uh, it's got some big budget behind it. It's got big names behind it. They're not going to say no. There are certain things that they say no to, like the 2013 one was originally NC-17, and they had to tone it down. I'm sure that we're going to get a director's cut of this, Mm -hmm. and I cannot wait for it because I'm sure it's freaking insane. You and I were talking after the movie. We were trying to figure out if we knew any of the actors and actresses. And I, I can't say that I can pinpoint any of them. Yeah. None of them are recognizable to me. So the fact but they're that they're going to blow up the scene after oh, this. For sure. I can see them blowing up after this. I'm just saying, normally, there's at least one person where I can pinpoint to say, oh, I know where that person's from. And I couldn't do that. So. Yeah, we like to play that game, but, you know, through every single Evil Dead movie, 
I think the only person I can say that I know out of all of them. Linda. Is, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Bruce Campbell. And the yes. only reason that you know him is from Evil Dead. Yes, that's true. So they're very big on using not known names. Um, so let me ask you, if they would have put a Linda in this movie, would that oh, I have- I would have loved it. It would have knocked up your score, right? Oh, absolutely. I was disappointed because we said that in the last Evil Dead movie that they didn't have a Linda. Yeah. How funny if they put a Linda in there just to kill her off. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I would have loved it. And <laughs> I was disappointed that um, there was no Bruce Campbell kind of Yeah, boomstick. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Well, not boomstick. <laughs> um, but I will get Wasn't into that Wasn't that what you called bit. it? Yeah, it's his boomstick. Why um, are you jumping down my throat? Yeah, because it's easy to do. Um, <laughs> so one more thing that I thought was really neat about this was the Book of the Dead. So it's... This movie is in the same universe, essentially, as the 2013 one, and it's in the same universe as the originals. Um, Now, the way that it's able to get away with that, because they clearly said the Book of the Dead has been buried there since the 1920s, uh, when the priests buried it, uh, to hide the book. Now, if you think back to Army of Darkness, there are three three different books. So they had the one in the cabin... (laughs) They had one in the 2013. This is the third book. So that's why inside of them, it's vastly different as well. The original three had the one book and essentially the same thing. Inside of it, the uh, 2013 had its own book. And then this one has its own book. So I thought that was a pretty cool spin on it to where you can make different things. Now, going to what you were saying, where do we go from here? There are two paths that I would like to see. The first one I think that I would like the most is let's get Beth and Ellie, or Mia, Beth and Mia in the same room. That'd be cool. Let's get these two. They both have one book of the dead, and something happens, and they have to fight side by side. Or they're each fighting their own thing, like the Deadites came back after they escaped. And they're both fighting their own thing, but that brings them into the same path somehow. Would love that. And to take it a step further, you could have Ash come. Yep. Um, and the third one just being Ash and either of those two girls. Yeah. Um, and then that can turn into the third one joining eventually as well. But let's get some type of Spider-Man thing here with the three Tobey Maguires. Let's get the three Evil Dead books together. <laughs> Let's get Bruce Campbell, uh, Ellie, and Mia together and to Alinda. fight some Please Deadites. put Alinda in this movie. Well, obviously, Bruce Campbell's going to be in there. There's going to be a 10-minute recap of the first three movies reshot <laughs> with a different Linda. Um, but yeah, Poor we Linda. need a smart, a smart Bruce Campbell, badass Ellie, War Hardened, or badass Beth, War hardened, obviously, and badass Mia. And Mia's got the chainsaw for the hand, obviously. Um, Beth is completely unscathed because this movie didn't hurt her. A uh, couple, couple boo boos. Um, and uh, Bruce well, she, she got stabbed in the hand. Bruce has got his boomstick, and he's got his chainsaw. Let's do this. That would be an awesome movie. I. I would pay mucho dollars to see it, <laughs> meaning I would pay the same fee as everybody else, but I would probably go but see it two or three times. I have to say that you know that this movie really threw me off of my 
a center of comfort when we did not even get the popcorn that I was promised. Because <laughs> I would have not been able to to stomach it. It was that gross with the um the graphics. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rough. So we went into the theater with the. Uh... With all of our uh, snacks, I had my Reese's Pieces, which is a necessity for me. Uh, you had something as well, and we just... Sour worms. And that not, right not there... Not one portion of us said, hey, let's break open the snacks. However, on my second showing, I did eat Reese's Pieces while I was watching it, and I was laughing throughout the whole thing yeah. while the audience was freaking the fuck out because I knew everything was coming. I do like watching this type of style movie in a movie theater because you get the reactions of the other people around. And I know when I went to see it with you, the people next to us were laughing because I was covering my hands or my eyes with my hands. I was gasping. I was grabbing at you. Like that's why this movie is so highly rated in my head is because the experience. Yeah. I don't necessarily love the, the goriness of it, but I'm to the point where that, Gave me like this funness about it. It's almost like a dopamine hit when you're in there and all the other people are completely digging it. It really makes you into it a whole lot more. Um, So I'm curious if I would watch this a second time. Now, what I would like to see is for you to see a horror movie in a theater where it's only you in there. No. You want to talk about scary. (laughs) Holy shit. You can go see a bad horror movie if you go into that theater by yourself, it's terrifying. I already um, get nervous going to the movie theater when it's just me and a couple people and I'm watched uh, twice. It happened. I watched Avatar with the kids and I watched John Wick. Now, John Wick watching that in an almost empty movie theater was not the best. It It's a great movie, super action packed. But like, holy shit, some of those fight scenes really get your heart rate going. Yeah. So I've seen a couple Exorcist movies uh, to where I was the only person in there. But the one that jumps out to me, it's this crappy horror film called The Chernobyl Diaries back in 2012. And it's uh, this weird thing with like mutants or something like that inside of Chernobyl when they're trying to do a tour. And the movie was just filled with nothing but jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. And it scared the fuck out of me because I was the only person in the theater <laughs> and it was so loud. And when it got to the silent parts as it's getting ready for the jump scare, I'm just like, fuck, maybe I have to go to the bathroom right now. Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom But isn't it, <laughs> just to have a break. <laughs> isn't it scarier like that when you are the only one in the theater with oh, a movie th- th- like that? That's what I was saying. It's no, terrifying. But I'm saying the ushers have to come in to check on you. And you just randomly see them in the corner. Wouldn't that freak you the fuck out? Yep. No. Nope. If I see that I'm the only one in the theater for something like that, I'm sorry. You just wasted your money. I'm not sticking around. (laughs) Because knowing you, you would scare the shit out of me. Oh, stop with that bullshit. When have I ever done that to you? All the time. No. You say all the time. I never do it because I want you to keep watching these movies. No, you do it. You are a liar. (laughs) You are a liar. Don't listen when to we're him. watching the movie, I do not do it. After the movie is a different story. Okay. So <laughs> don't be lying to people. That's not cool. You they don't, do they're it. not here to listen to no. you lie. I didn't say you did it during the movie. I'm you said saying- every movie. I do it all the time. No, I said you scare me all the time. 
Not Rewind true. the audio back. I said you scare me all the time. Not true. Anyway, you're <laughs> you're going through a little tangent there. You shut up for a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, what else is there to say about this movie? I have a good time with it. I know that I'm mentioning all the negative things because I'm trying to pick it apart. I'm trying to find the negative things in here as well as the great things. Uh, I had a good time with this movie. First time that I saw it, like I said, seven. That's a very good movie. Yeah. Even after the second time where I gave it a six out of ten, five being average, that's above average. So good to very good is where I would still rate this after seeing it twice in two days. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I just wish that they did certain things differently and they were a little bit crazier with what they did. Uh Let's go fucking crazy. It's an Evil Dead movie. This is where you can go crazy, where you're supposed to, where it's expected. And it's because I expected so much out of it based on the 2013 film that it fell a little bit shy. Now, as a movie on its own merit, if I never saw 2013 and I'm only looking at this, it's probably higher. But the fact that 2013 exists and this is trying to be the same style movie, it falls short. So do you think that this movie wasn't pushing it enough? Like, cause originally we said, wow, it's balls to the wall. And and I still think that way. I, I definitely think that this movie went like super crazy. Um, but again, I don't have a lot of back um, reference. Is that why you think that they didn't go balls to the wall is because you're comparing it to hundred percent. So what is a movie that went harder balls to the wall compared to this? Like just one movie that you can think of off the top of your head. Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> First off, that is a great title to a, sh- to a movie. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. That's a real movie? Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> when did you see this? Uh, a couple of times. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, you would so- probably hate it. But what's <laughs> any of the Toxic Avengers, um, they're crazier than this. What uh, makes them crazier? The the action, the, no, the no. gore. They're not better movies. Let's not go crazy and say that because I'm just th- trying to figure this, this out. This is one of the best movies that has a mixture of uh gore, like really good gore and good everything else. Okay. That's hard to find. Uh, Hobo with a shotgun is not good everything else. <laughs> that has great gore and B horror movie. Okay. Like this, this Evil Dead uh, is similar to the last one. Um, is a very well made horror movie with B horror gore. Okay. That's the best way to describe it. There's so many B horror movies that make this gore look like absolutely nothing, but the plot is fucking stupid. The acting is god awful. I was going to say, because the acting is pretty good in this. The gore, to me, obviously, is more on the extreme side. And it is. I'm not going to say that it's not. I wanted it more extreme, though. See, and and the goriness, like, when I think of gore, like, I think of the Rob zombie Halloween movies. Granted, that is more sexual and nudity, and that's another Mm. reason I don't like those movies. Um, That's very violent. But it's very violent, and I would put that it's not as violent. This movie is not as violent as the Rob Zombie. I would disagree. Um, this movie shows more. It 
where Rob Zombie's movies where you would consider them gorier, and this very much falls in line with you, is the sounds are there for longer. The sounds are more visceral, whereas this is more, the sounds are there, but it's quicker with the sounds. I think, yes, you, you hit it on the head. I like this version of the gore because I'm not hearing it. I'm only seeing it. I think the audio of the visual together throws me off and and I don't like nudity and and we've discussed that um but I think that's why this was so highly rated for me is because I saw the gore but it was not the audio behind it well the audio is definitely there but the difference between this and like a Rob Zombie is the Rob Zombie one will just linger on the audio of it like if somebody's smashing somebody's head it'll just be constant and just the whole time <laughs> yes, just going right. at it, going right, at it, going right, at right. it. Whereas this will do it once or twice and then it will be done with it. Um, well, maybe you, you've unlocked a, a movie style that I enjoy that I never thought I, I did. <coughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. So Evil Dead Rise, very good movie. Uh, can't wait until there's more of these. I really can't. And... The fact that this is doing well in box office is great because the more movies that we can get like this, the better. Uh, budget for it was twelve million. It's already made forty-two. Really? Uh, and I'm expecting that that number will continue to climb because word of mouth for this movie is insane. Yeah, I've everybody's seen, talking about it. I've never seen such a gory movie with so many people talking about it before. Yeah, uh, it's awesome absolutely awesome to see that's my favorite part about like seeing new movies is like having that water cooler talk yeah it's been a long time since everybody's talking about like one specific movie i can't think off the top of my head like a movie that was i mean titanic well yes (laughs) it just happened (laughs) no no no, i know john wick man it's been like a whole three weeks (laughs) i I meant something a little (laughs) bit further back you'd dummy can't think of the last time i said titanic that's like 50 years there's been a lot of movies that people have talked about (laughs) since titanic stacy but yes i know exactly what you mean and to translate it it has been a long time since there has been a horror movie specifically uh that everybody's like oh my god can you believe this one there aren't many out there uh obviously six cents blew up uh, and everybody talked about the sixth sense. Everybody talked about signs. Uh, I, I like signs. I might be able to name a dozen movies since then. That was what twenty years ago. Uh, that everybody talks about. No shit. That's probably more than twenty years ago. Sixth Sense was probably late nineties. So coming up on twenty five years, probably. Uh-huh. Um, it's not often that everybody talks about a horror movie. So this is something special for our community that uh, we get to have where people who are not into this are talking about it. Even if they haven't seen the movie, they're like, yeah. oh, my God, that thing looks insane. And then you're like, yeah, let me tell you every fucking beat that happened in the movie, man. Sit yeah. down. Let's go for I, a ride. I just had that conversation <laughs> with a friend at uh, at football. She was asking me what I thought of the movie. And I was like, dude, I can't believe this. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's it is a good time. Absolutely love it. Glad it's in existence. Uh, Are you glad I actually enjoyed this movie? 
yeah, absolutely. This this is me cracking into you. you you're starting to like these. So we're going to have to change the intro here sooner than later <laughs> to uh, something like uh, I was married into it, but now I'm starting to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> me, somebody who loves horror movies and somebody who always has, and me, somebody who does not. Until my husband forced me to start a podcast, and now I fucking love him more than anything in the world, and The Notebook is a stupid piece of shit movie no, compared no, to no. these. No, 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 That's what I heard. No. So, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to say about this movie? No. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's definitely yes. worth your time. If you enjoy horror movies, the only type of person that enjoys horror movies who will not like this is people who hate the fact that they show things on a screen. If you're one of those people, you're probably not going to like it. Every other type of horror fan is going to like this movie. It's for as in your face as it is. It's very uh, open to many, many people to go see it and enjoy it, I think. Yes. It's not super ultra scary. Uh, I wouldn't even say it's scary. It's Oh, it's got its moments. That's for sure. Okay. I wouldn't say that it's not scary. Now, it's not one that's going to linger with you to like you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking of this. It's probably not that type of movie. <laughs> Depends but on while your you're watching it, it, yeah. it doesn't do jump scares. Thank God it no. does not do jump no. scares, but it builds up tension quite a bit. And it there gets are your moments heart where you're just waiting for something to happen because you know that it's going to happen, where you're just like, oh shit, what, what is coming around the next corner? Yeah. And I, I love that about it. Uh, Go check this movie out. Definitely worth your time. Uh, Till next time, though, I'm Phil. And I'm Stacy. This is the Horror Judge Podcast. We'll catch you next time.